0: Lincoln was the great emancipator, but would he have been the greatest emancipator? We want our listeners to question how much influence Lincoln really had on the Civil War and wonder what the Civil War would have looked like with the different presidents by applying their policies and personalities to determining factors of the Civil War. Those events and factors are the Emancipation Proclamation, Reconstruction, the treatment of the South, and even their relationship with Frederick Douglass. How did we? How we did this is by researching their policies and actions during their respective times as president to cut and paste them into the Civil War timeline. Nothing changes about the time. There suddenly isn't Twitter in 1863 because we're talking about how Obama would have handled the Emancipation Proclamation. The same goes in reverse for George Washington. Uh, The Civil War keeps its technology for the 1860s.
1: For our last president of comparison, we chose Obama. Obama is a very interesting subject for his experiment because not only is he the first and only black president, he also spent eight years in office fighting a war in Afghanistan and trying to help the less fortunate in our own country. When we compare Lincoln's presidency and Obama's uh, presidency, we can see both of them led country into a war, which was uh, designed to keep a country together. The Civil War is a very clear example of this. It was Lincoln's primary goal to keep the North and the South as one country. The Union Confederacy is one. However, with... Obama and the war in Afghanistan, it was, uh, complicated. Uh, while the primary and original reason for the U.S. entering the Middle East and into Afghanistan was to eliminate Al-Qaeda, uh, it led into being also about keeping those countries together and making sure that there was a strong government control. Not anything tyrannical, but governments that had control over nations and had law and order. Moving on to the relationship between uh, Obama and Frederick Douglass, I see no reason why it would be anything other than respectful and understanding. I think Obama being a black man would have improved the relationship greatly uh, when he's compared to Lincoln's because Frederick Douglass would have had a lot more trust in him to keep uh, the interests of other African Americans on the front of his mind and making sure that they had opportunities coming out of the Civil War. Whereas Lincoln often cared more about keeping the Union and the uh, just the Union together, Rather than the making sure that slaves were well, slavery was abolished and that, uh they were given equal rights. Moving on to the final topic, the topic of Reconstruction, and reintegrating African Americans into society as people instead of slaves, uh, I believe that Obama would have made firstly made sure to protect those recently freed African Americans with military in the South and making sure that the military stayed there. I think we can see the like, a little bit of an overlap here because he sent, he had military in uh, Afghanistan for many many years, and he had him in there as his presidency ended, trying to make sure that the country stayed together. Moving on, I can also say that I believe he would have better, uh, made better opportunities for African Americans coming out of slavery, and also made sure that I uh, give them reparations. Uh, I think that firstly he would made sure that they had uh health things uh like i guess there wasn 't really health care back then, but uh just federal aid in general uh we can see this uh idea from the Affordable Care Act, which was uh, named after him obama named obamacare uh which was about making sure that the less fortunate uh would be able to uh have uh health care when they couldn't afford it. Lastly, as a black man, uh, he would have probably, or I would believe he would have had more sympathy to other black men and black women, uh, making sure that, which would have helped drive him to uh, truly keep the interest of those recently freed in the forefront of his mind and making sure that they had uh, real lives coming out of slavery. And uh, last thing I want to mention is uh, his thoughts on immigration. Uh, Because these slaves were not considered citizens until uh, the 13th Amendment, end of the Civil War, they were all immigrants coming into the country at the end of it. This is important because uh, we can then look at Obama's opinions on immigration, which I can believe can be summed up with a simple quote and would be good enough to end our discussion here. We define ourselves as a nation of immigrants that's who we are in our bones the promise we see in those who come here from every corner of the globe that's always been one of our greatest strengths it keeps our workforce young it keeps our country on the cutting edge and it's helped build the greatest economic engine the world has ever known
0: So, my president was President Lyndon Bane Johnson, aka LBJ. He was the 36th president of the United States. He was inducted after Kennedy was shot. He was president during the Civil Rights Movement and the beginning of the Vietnam War. He introduced many famous policies we know today, like the Clean Air Act, Medicare and Medicaid, and the Civil Rights Act. He served as president from 1963 to 1969, and his political party was Democrat post-switch. Uh, and just for fun, he was a staggering four, matching President Lincoln's height, and probably one of the only things they have in common. Surrounding emancipation, um, I have a quote from the White House that says, President Johnson steadily exerted his influence against segregation and on behalf of law and order, but there was no early solution. With this... And his experience with the civil rights movement, starting in the Senate in 1957, pushing and fighting for that bill for years, I believe he would have done the same for the Emancipation Proclamation. That quote really shows that he was a dominant force in the White House and for the country um concerning treatment of the south johnson was known as a tough guy a uva article cites him as having relentless style of personal persuasion through physical dominance and irrepressible will really showing us that he was a fighter stubborn a tooth and nail kind of guy in addition to his commanding presence um how he would have handled the south as an institution is a harder question to answer <coughs> Yeah, had a duality to him um uh, the article from UVA writes, Lyndon Johnson captured on tape in the summer of the, and fall of 1964 was compassionate and crude, confident and paranoid, careful and conspirational, a managerial genius whose machinations had threatened to rip apart the party had worked so long to champion, showing us that he had a complicated relationship with the Democratic Party at the time and that might cause problems with the Union and the Confederacy and how they interacted as institutions between each other rather than just in war. Um, Reconstruction, if um, President uh, Lyndon Bane Johnson had avoided assassination, unlike Kennedy and Lincoln, um, I think he would. Uh- would have handled Reconstruction arguably the best. He worked hard to undo the years of segregation laws or Jim Crow laws, which reflects positively on how he would have handled Reconstruction by signing the Civil Rights Act. President Johnson changed Black Lives, people, Black people's rights for the better um, and their lives for the better at the time. Not by much, but he did enough. Um, this legislation would eventually force the dismantling of Jim Crow, the approximately 70-year-old system of racial segregation in the United States. The bill gave the federal government government power to desegregate public accommodations, fight against workplace discrimination, speed up public school desegregation, mediate racial disputes, and restrict several other discriminatory practices, is what the Civil Rights Act did, and he signed that. He pushed for it, he fought for it, and he probably wouldn't have wanted to undo that, like, hundreds of a hundred years later in the 60s from the 1860s um now concerning his relationship with Frederick Douglass I think that would have been a strong one Johnson and MLK worked closely throughout the civil rights movement shortly after his initiation as uh president Johnson promised to Dr. King that King could count on Johnson and that he would quote would not give up an inch end quote When the Civil Rights Movement was passed, Dr. King was in the room at the White House, and this gives us a strong idea that if LBJ was president in Lincoln's time, that LBJ and Frederick Douglass would have a strong relationship similar to that of LBJ and Dr. King. FDR was a Democratic
2: president from 1933 to 1945. He is known as the president who got the country through the Great Depression and World War II simultaneously, and even though that was an impressive feat, he still had some problematic views. We can gather an idea of how and when FDR would have handled the emancipation based on based on how he handled other violations of human rights while in office. During World War II, he did not join the war effort against the genocidal Nazi regime until the events of Pearl Harbor. FDR ordered the creation of the Japanese internment camps across the US and even turned down his wife's anti-lynching bill out of fear of alienating southern voters who he thought would who he would need to pass bills in the future we can gather that FDR would likely have been hesitant to end slavery as it was a staple of his country's economy and, much like Lincoln, would have attempted to negotiate with the South until they provoked the Union. After Pearl Harbor, FDR joined the war-, war efforts against the Axis powers mere days later. We can gather that from this that when provoked and when the safety of his nation is threatened, FDR will not hesitate to fight back. When Lincoln was provoked, he sent out the Emancipation Proclamation, which essentially threatened to abolish slavery only in any states that didn't surrender. But as FDR said, when you see a rattlesnake poised to strike, you do not wait until he has struck to crush him. I believe we can prove through this quote and his response to Pearl Harbor that if the Confederates had opened on FDR's opened fire on FDR's Union, he wouldn't hesitate to immediately declare war and declare slavery abolished. When his nation's peace was threatened, FDR didn't play nice. He would crush them before he had a chance to strike. FDR prioritized politics and the safety of his nation over what was right. He had a history of turning down bills that would protect minority groups or creating bills that would harm them. However, what he prioritized over all else was ensuring the survival of his nation. And I believe that the president was smart enough to see Frederick Douglass as a powerful ally with an important perspective and would likely be much more open to Frederick Douglass's ideas than Lincoln was. Up to this point, we have established that FDR wouldn't have actively accelerated the beginning of the Civil War, but would have fought back against the South much harder when provoked. He would have been much crueler to the Confederacy than Lincoln was, and would have put aside his rather problematic views if it meant keeping the Union safe. I believe that, assuming he wouldn't be assassinated like Lincoln. FDR would have stuck to the promises he made in his much more bold Emancipation Proclamation and would have handled Reconstruction effectively enough. The nation would likely be a much better place had FDR been president throughout the Civil War, but I do believe it would still have its many issues.
3: George Washington was the first president of the United States, serving from 1789 to 1797. He was one of the founding fathers of the United States and is regarded as one of the greatest presidents in American history, alongside Lincoln. One interesting fact about George Washington is that he is the only president in American history who did not belong to a political party because he believed that national unity was necessary for a democratic republic to survive. He believed that political parties would eventually divide and destroy the United States, which serves as a foreshadowing for the Civil War. Despite being a slave owner, George Washington actually supported abolition later in his life. However, much like Lincoln, He avoided the issue politically because he believed that bitter debates over slavery could tear the nation apart. According to Mount Vernon.org, throughout the 1780s and 1790s, Washington stated privately that he no longer wanted to buy, sell, or own slaves, and that he supported a plan for the gradual abolition of slavery in the United States. In fact, he wrote in a private letter in 1786 that, quote, there is not a man living who wishes more sincerely than I do to see a plan adopted for the abolition of slavery, but there is only one proper and effectual mode by which it can be accomplished, and that is by legislative authority. This quote shows that, despite claiming to be the most passionate abolitionist alive, Washington preferred to leave the matter of slavery up to Congress rather than use any of the power or influence at his, di- at his disposal as president to emancipate African-Americans. This supports the argument that George Washington would not have issued the Emancipation Proclamation, not because he didn't support abolition, but because he prioritized national unity over the abolition of slavery and believed that abolition should not have been the decision of the president. Washington was a political independent who would have treated the North and South equally when trying to come to, to compromises on a federal level. Just like Lincoln, he would prioritize the preservation of the Union of the union over any political goals. Once the South seceded, Washington would probably even have been willing to make concessions on the issue of slavery, if it meant that he could restore the Union. However, once the South fired the first shots on Fort Sumter, he would have no choice but to go to war. Washington was a decorated military general who led the Colonial Army to victory against the British in the Revolutionary War and there's no doubt that he would have also been able to lead the Union Army to victory in the Civil War. Despite supporting abolition, George Washington was still a white supremacist at heart, and he did not view African Americans as citizens equal to white Americans. Therefore, Reconstruction would not have been a priority of his at all. However, unlike Lincoln's successor, Andrew Johnson, Washington would would likely not have stood in the way of any reconstruction legislation passed through congress because he would have felt it was important to not abuse his executive power as president. <laughs>